0: Yes sir. yes, sir. The man wanted to ride. What did he do? Swing down, sweet child. If you're feeling my vibe, then we can all just ride. If you wanna get down, then we can all just ride. All my
1: people throw your hands up high and just ride. Where you from? East side or west side? Just ride. All my people from uptown to downtown. From Cali to NY, you know we all ride. From the floor to key to DT. just ride. All right. So yes, are doing? Um, uh, we are, we're recording this on a Sunday. Uh, this is, we, we do our recordings on Sundays. That's kind of our routine. So that's, it's kind of the most peaceful night of the week for both of us, I think. Um, so I, I look forward to these rituals now, actually. Um, and uh, just because, you know, it's like a build up to the week. It's, it's how I feel like, for me at this point, I don't know about you, it's like, um i think you got a lot going on but like for me it's like uh like monday night raw back in high school like it, mm-hmm. this episode something's happening and it's just like they leave you with a cliffhanger like maybe brian pellman just jumped out of off the guardrail gets into the ring brian and Pillman. it's just like oh my god that's the end of the show what's going on um and then and it always felt very authentic it didn't feel as contrived as the way wcw would always try to do it where it's like oh let's just put 10 guys all standing around the ring it's like oh what's gonna happen it's just like all right. Um, but uh, and then yeah, no, you know, no, you know, it's it, Wait till the next week, and yeah, yeah. So what?
0: it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty cool for me. I mean, it, it helps with the um with the day drinking, um, just to think of something for the week. Um, and even my wife will turn to me and go, oh, "Are you writing notes?" Um, I'm like, no, I'm okay. just um you know, diary. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, right? I'm pushing forward. I'm starting my diary. No, it's 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 pretty cool. It's um it's something I haven't really done before and it's you're right it does give you something to look forward to look we all need hobbies right and, yeah um, yeah it's, it's de- there's definitely better outlets um in this so no right. I, I do look forward to it and uh, i don't know about you i find myself in car rides just talking now yeah okay yeah you know, much much like yeah much like a comedian works on their shit you know i'm yeah. trying to do the same thing
1: I know, I know. So, it's hit and miss, you're just mm-hmm. practicing, and then also in the process of doing it, I do a bit of reading, and I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't even know about that. And sometimes I'm not even. Sometimes I'll start off reading about something, and then I just start going down this rabbit hole of something else altogether. So it gets me to learn something else, yeah. Um, like about like last 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 recording, we we're talking about Bill Bradley, so mm-hmm. it comes to mind. Um, and a friend of mine, he was taught, We're just you know because we've been working for a good number of years now, and we're sort of at that point of our careers where it's like, all right, well, we're nothing super new anymore. And we're at a stable part of life. We've got enough going on in our lives and well, like we're going to eventually retire. And so we're just on, we're not cruise control, but it's not like the achievements at work are as exciting as they might've been when we were in our twenties. That's just sort of how it works. Right. When you're, when you've already got some experience. And he you kind know, of, he just asked like, so when you're like, what would get you going? Like if money were not an issue in your life, like what would you want to do? And I was like, and I kind of mm-hmm. gave some answers about stuff that they were leisurely activities, but they weren't really activities. It would be like, Oh, you know, go to museums and you travel and you just enjoy different, different whiskey bars. Like if you had then, if you didn't have any money, obviously <laughs> those are very expensive okay. things to do with your time. But, um, but yeah, I was just telling him, yeah, maybe it's this, like it, it, who knows how long, who knows how long we do this for. Um, who knows what takes off, but I think like at a minimum, it's just fun. Uh, and there's just, there's a lot of just different things that people could talk about that, you know, as, as you go through life, that it, it's an outlet to create and to sort of, you know, move things along. And um, so I, I find it enjoyable. I, I was looking at the uh, spot, the Spotify like statistics we have. So it's kind of interesting to see like the breakdown, mm-hmm. of, like male, female, the age demographics, the, the country spread, which by the way, we're a very international podcasts. Having, I see that so? on like four different continents. Um, mm. so, um, multiple, yeah, multiple countries. So, you know, we'll just keep at it. I'm um, enjoying it. Yeah. So, Sorry. I'm out. just, I'm just having a hard time. Um, I'm just pro,
0: I'm just trying to picture you on like a Segway tour, just sipping whiskey every 50 <laughs> feet. That's funny.
1: And, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, nice I think I
0: now it's been a few years since I've seen you, but I'm willing to bet I got a good 50 pounds on you, but I'm picturing okay. you just, drinking me under the table especially when i go- my whiskey game is my whiskey game is not good my
1: friend I, I do not um i really don't drink nearly as much as i did back when i was uh, working in consulting like it's just uh you know <laughs> now and then periodically um it's just you're younger and you're just out it's like now i'm just like ah oh, it's late i want to go to sleep like that's just kind of how it is so um all right what i wanted to Bring up something with you. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a gripe of mine about All right. it's really almost it's a basketball media type of thing, um, and maybe yeah it's the way it's covered. So, you know, in recent years we've had LeBron James and Chris Bosh are the most notable guys who like went to Miami to form the Super Team, and then we had mm-hmm. uh, later on we had Kevin Durant going off to the Golden State Warriors, and this is sort of just the, been this theme over the last nearly ten years, well about ten years now. Just players being accused of leaving and taking the easy way out, right? They're like, oh, you know, I don't like my team. I'm out. Like Anthony Davis forced to trade mm-hmm. out. Gordon Hayward left. Kyrie Irving has left two different teams. Well, he left two teams, but for the Boston Celtics, were a he left as a free agent. Um, mm-hmm. So there's this, like, okay. The perception of this has changed over the years. At first, when LeBron switched, it blew everyone's mind because they go, "No one switches. Like it's your hometown, especially because it's his hometown. People are supposed mm-hmm. to start. You're supposed to stay your team forever, like Russell and Bird and Magic and jo- well, Jordan. Okay, Jordan later went to the Wizards, but you know, and Kareem went from the Bucks to the Lakers, right? But the point is, is that for the bulk of their prime, they were in one city. And then only when Mm -hmm. they were completely worthless to their original team, did they go play for some other team. That was the point you're supposed to, as a player, just take your lumps, take it, stay there for the benefit of everybody else, even if you don't want to be there. Um, and yeah, and
0: then just, and and just, and just to, um, add more texture to that. It wasn't just an NBA thing, right? I mean,
1: yeah, you're right. Wasn't you
0: saw it in, thing. you know, you, you saw Lemieux only playing Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Tom Brady does it for new England. So yeah. it wasn't just a, an NBA thing. It was pretty much all the big ball and stick yeah. sports teams. Yeah. And, yeah. and even, even,
1: yeah. Yeah. It, it just was never challenged. And what Correct. basketball media has come around to accept was like, yeah, like, Hey, these players are, Well, first it was about the free agent switching teams, right? Because Kevin Durant and LeBron were free agents. Like like some of these Mm -hmm. free agents, like they, so people sort of went, from, hey, like, well, what is free agency? Why are we holding, why are we holding this against these guys? Like it's their life. They want to go play somewhere else. So the media did a turn on that, right? They started to say, well, like the reason why other guys may didn't do that in the years past was because they were not free agents. That was actually not an invention until it might've been Oscar Robertson, right? Um, as part of like the player, like all that stuff he was doing the player activism with the union. Um, yeah So, yeah, I think then, he was
0: the, he was definitely the, and Ted Lindsay for the NHL. I mean, those guys were, right. were the pioneers of those movements.
1: And, and different owner, like there were different mechanisms that owners had to just pay people, like keep players basically, you know, like, like Jordan at the bulls was being paid 30 million a year, which today sounds quaint at that time. It was enormous. It's like paying uh, I don't know what the exchange rate was, but it'd be like paying someone 50 or 60 million or something like that. You know, it's just like Mm -hmm. for a year. Um, So there were just, there were different ways that teams could keep players. And then, yeah, also players maybe weren't as wise to it. It was just like the habit you stay there. And then later on the media coverage evolved then to when guys were forcing their way out, like all of a sudden the media sort of switched where like um, they were a little more accepting of players who, you know, would want to trade somewhere else. Like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of in my head, I'm thinking of different media personalities or some are totally defending like, yeah, hey, yeah, he has a right to force a trade. Well, I mean, not really. That's why you signed the contract. But other players, other media personalities who like they just, they, they still never really came around to, even if they've accepted the fact that players switch, the convention, conventional wisdom today, I think now is more like, yeah, they're taking the easy way out. Um, guys like Dirk stayed in their team. And they persisted and they won a championship and that's hard and they respect that and to a degree i know what some of them are talking about like when they say lebron when he retires like there may not be like some people think there may not be that same groundswell of love for him in any particular fan base because he's switched from cleveland to miami to cleveland to la like i think that i don't know it's hard to say because he's actually from ohio northern ohio akron nearby cleveland but although um people say well you know you just switch teams and you become a contender you didn't you didn't stick it out i would what i'm getting to sorry a long way to wait is putting it is i will contend that i think it might be just as hard or harder to go and switch teams and win championships to compete every year and it adds more stress to the players than the other way around Like, I just think about Mm. it, again, in the terms of, and I've used the analogy between the millennials and the boomers and their job and their careers and how they've managed them is uh, in the old days, you might have trusted your employer who might have been the Ford plant or whatever. And, you know, you work hard and they give you a good pension, they give you good pay and insurance. And, you know, there was this sort of social contract between the employer and the employee and you just sort of write it out. Okay. And then maybe you get a bad manager, but you just sort of, well, you put up with it because that's life. Today, the millennials don't do that. Like, they go out and get what they want. If they want a promotion, if they want more money, they go and find it, someone else will give it. And then <clears throat> then they get criticized by boomers for being, like, you know, a little bit too trigger-happy to try and job search and not, not quote-unquote, having the commitment to see something through. But they are, right? When they're in their job, they are focusing on what they have to do, deliver what they have to deliver. And when they decide that the time is right to go do something else, they go do that. It just they're still achieving things. They're still working hard and learning and growing and contributing. They're just doing it for another company. So similarly for these NBA players, like, let's, let me put myself in the shoes of, 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 let's just say, I mean, I guess LeBron, right. He's going to have options for sure. The easiest thing for him to do is just stay in his team. Like I'll just sign the contract and stay. And I'll trust the, the, you know, the managers and the general manager to like, Sign the right players, and if they don't sign the right players, we'll still perform anyway because I know I'm really good. And year over year, they'll get better, and we'll just get a team together who really suits me very well. Or, like, I'm gonna understand that maybe my general manager is not that great, and my owner's not really spending that much on general managers. So I'm I'm having to like kind of turn my my spidey sense on to sense. Okay, well, does my owner and my general manager have have the best interests for me in my career? Then he's got to survey around 29 other teams, got to analyze, and obviously he's gonna cut off a good like maybe 20 of them um, and just sort of break down. Okay. Well, there's these other teams and I got to think, do they have a spot for me? How would I fit into those teams? Think about who all the players are. Who's that owner? Who's that general manager? So he's got to kind of have that running tally of like, where would be viable for me that I would want to play. And that makes sense for me. And then on top of that, maybe that team's not complete. He's also got to think like, who are the other players who I could try and recruit there? He's got to basically play that game of survivor where he's negotiating with these other players and think how, like dwayne wade or chris bosh or tamari Stoudemire. i mean i'm thinking of 2010 that 2010 season when he went to miami like who all the free agents were he's got to think who's the right combination of guys and balance all those different friendships and egos because you know like someone's going to get left in the cold he's not just talking to those two guys i'm sure i'm sure he's talking to maybe three four other guys as well and they ended up with chris and and dwayne right then and then that's just like this is on the pre-work he's still got to manage the media manage all those expectations he's still got to work with his management team then when he's finally talking to Pat Riley, as good as he is, every manager and owner, they do have interviews. It's just like any other job where they need to know, are you all in? Do we, if it's a, do, do like Pat Riley's not going to take it from anybody, right? He's not going to take anyone's nonsense. So then LeBron still got to do, I know they, the media portrays it as like, well, you know, Pat Riley shows up and he's wooing LeBron. Yes, he's wooing LeBron. But LeBron is also a professional. He's going to conduct himself a certain way. So he's got to have his homework done. He's got to know what he wants to ask Pat Riley. He's got to know what he's going to answer Pat Riley. he's going to anticipate questions. It's like a job interview. He's got to Mm -hmm. do all this stuff, all this legwork. And that's before you show up on court. So finally, let's say fast forward, he actually signs with Miami. Then he goes to Miami. And then he's got to, even though he's working with these high caliber teammates, he's got more of a spotlight on him. He's got to answer those media questions. He's got to figure out his new groove with all his new teammates. That's just the basketball stuff. He's got to figure out where he's going to live. He's got to figure out who where he's going to get his food shopping. Like, yes, he maybe has he has personal helpers to help him with this stuff, but it's still a new environment. And I, speaking as a guy who's now moved countries more than once, like you got to show up and work and perform. Meanwhile, maybe mm-hmm. you don't even have like the raw, like necessary residential documentation you need, and you're still sorting mm-hmm. all this stuff out. He's also got his family. He's got to think about where does, he move, where does he want to move Savannah and Bronny and the kids like down to Miami or not? And 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 then like all of this is where... And then he goes back to Cleveland. Then he goes to LA. Like it's um it's a good amount of work because you're also like the expectations for you to do well after you force a movement where you're signing with a new team. Like I just think that that's a lot more work. It's a lot harder to have to perform that every year. Whereas Dirk there was never any pressure to perform every single year because you're just there. And like, you don't really, it's just like, you sign your contract, you just go back to your condo. Maybe you celebrate with a bottle of wine and you're in your bed that you've been in for the last, you know, 20 years or whatever it is, um, five Mm. years, six years. And you, you have your local barber, you go there, you know, the guy, the guy knows you, you probably got free discounts and all these discounts and a lot of different restaurants you go to because they all know you're Dirk. It's a lot easier. Um, So I, I think that guys who switch teams are, when they say, ah, oh, he just didn't have the di- – he had more discipline to have to search out the teams, lay the groundwork, and then perform on that team. And it doesn't always work out. So that's at least my – that's my uh, – I'm on my soapbox. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Ooh, um, Yeah, like do you disagree overall, agree overall? What's your first take?
0: I, I'm indifferent overall. Okay, okay. So I think I could be swayed either way. Okay, I think you did a very Before good... Before I said any of this, what
1: was your general take?
0: Uh, still, s- s- oh, still indifferent, okay. because, yeah, Harder. because I'll, I'll tell you why, because it's hard for me to tell someone, I everything is so circumstantial, and it is what it is at the time, um, I don't know why, I was thinking of um, Chris Rock from Bigger and Blacker, when he said that um, you're just as loyal as your options,
1: okay? Um, well, I don't know, I'm just though. thinking what did you think was Yeah, okay. It? Did you cuz at the core of it, did you did you agree that it's harder to stay on the team and win like Dirk did versus switch around? Like some people think that well, LeBron it's easy. Like they just go, well, you know, eight eight finals in a row cuz you keep switching teams or I think it like, really depends
0: on the player. Okay. I think I think it's easy for LeBron to move the way okay. he did versus Robert Ory did all of his career. I don't know why I'm thinking of Robert Ory. I'm just trying to think of guys who were a part of
1: well. I'm championship talking about those stars, of... right? The stars are the ones who get scrutinized for switching teams, like Anthony Davis. Fair started, enough. And that's what I'm talking about. Like people, okay, like, we're say Anthony Davis. We're, you look at him; people will think that he took mm-hmm. an easy way out rather than stay in New Orleans. Do you think it's easier like this way? No, I, first of all, I, I think easy way out
0: in quotation marks is completely, completely a false statement, no matter what area okay. you're in, because okay, okay. I, th- I think it's now in terms of this generation of press and media and, you know, you call it soapbox. I call it just, just goonery and the kids call it trolling. Um, I personally hate the word troll because people accuse me of being a troll. Like I would be. Like in the previous podcast, how I think that Magic Johnson's Magic Johnson should be the owner of the LA Clippers. They'll somehow think that I'm, you know, trolling, but it, it's it's not. It's it's um it's gunned to my head. That's that's exactly how I feel. So I think that LeBron James, um, the vitriol that he gets is a product of the times and just just this negative space that we're in and just this collapsing oxygen where we just don't let things happen. We have to be, it'd be one thing if we were contrarian, contrarian is, I think a word, a very nice word of how we used to discuss things, but now it's just, it's just a big old glass of Haterade. And (laughs) so you're right. You're okay. So let me, let me, let me agree with you on certain things. You're absolutely right. In terms of, in terms of who has to wake up, to being slapped in the face every day? Is it LeBron James today or Michael Jordan where he might have to have one of his handlers read him a newspaper or turn on the TV? No, for, for LeBron James, it's it's instant. It's in real time. You're right. It is harder for him to adjust than say someone of his ilk 10, 20, 30 years ago. Um, but in terms of the actual work, needed, I'll give you a comparison. Like my, you know, my, my father was a union worker and he put in 60 hours a week and, you know, he comes from a generation of get off my lawn and, and he probably thinks I'm taking the easy way out. Okay. Right. Cause okay. I'm, I'm switching jobs all the time, but really he worked, you know, 20, 30 years at one job. So that, and worked 60 hours. He probably thought that if I ever worked 60 hours a week, it would be to you know, be a consultant for some, I don't know, for some stupid tech company that produces soy-free protein (laughs) powder. I don't know. I'm just thinking that that's what the generation before you does. So this is where I'll meet you. The generation today that's, you know, let's face it, shitting on LeBron, shitting on Anthony Davis. They can give themselves a pat on the back. They're the ones that made it happen it's through the collective bargaining it's through the this pro player movement that i think that we're in where we really know what these owners make off these players back so they can really thank themselves for guys having the gumption and the spot and the yeah. to you know get out on tv and hey my name is lebron james and i'm gonna make a primetime show called the decision <laughs> like oh the audacity right well you know charles barkley can thank himself for that that's what dream team was about dream team was to get nba to that next level of popularity to just crush it in the next tv negotiation so that these players can make you know 50 percent or whatever they're getting right now of all this gross revenue um it really is a product of their predecessors so um so yeah, you're right. When it comes to easy way out, I, I, maybe I wouldn't go as far as how you put it saying that okay. it's harder for this new crop of athlete to make all the moves, but it's definitely
1: not the easy way out. That I would okay. never
0: sign off on.
1: The, never. The harder, I guess what's coming for me is like like when I have pursued business school or changed jobs in now countries. It was like it's like that took me breaking inertia. Like once I was settled, I mean, starting a new job, like, okay, it's hard because you got to figure out who everybody is, what you got to do, where do you sit, all that stuff. After you do like a couple of years, you're like, okay, I'm on cruise control. Like, I I mean, not cruise control is a bit of an exaggeration, but you are, you're comfortable. Like, you know where everything is. You know what you got to do. People come to you with questions. I think when people come to you with questions and you're answering them, that's like, all right, I know what I'm doing. And I can kind of like do things with like one hand, and I'm like with one eye open. Like I know where everything is. Like I could launch products like in my old job um, in Asia, like Mm -hmm. easily after a while. And I could. Can I offer the counter? Oh, before before you go there is. Yeah. Like there was always challenges, but for me to break the inertia, it would require me when I get home and I'm exhausted, or even after I'm still doing work at night, I gotta open up the computer. I've gotta like work on a CV. I've gotta send off messages to different people who I maybe don't know. And I got to try and make some kind of conversation, some kind of connection somewhere. And, Mm -hmm. and that takes more work or applying for business school. I have to like go to the effort of trying to find somebody who can write me a letter of recommendation versus all I have to do is just, if I'm not doing any of that, I can just deliver my work day in, day out. And it's like, that to me is like Dirk. Like if Dirk can just kind of follow the schedule of the Mavericks and I don't have to think about stuff. It's like, it's like, to to take the effort of taking other meetings and thinking about the other meetings, like what's worth it, what's not, all that stuff. To me, like that's where I was coming from, because of like like if I wanted to keep it simple, I, I wouldn't have done any of that stuff. Now that's where I was coming from. But what were you gonna? What was the counter?
0: Well, the counter for me is is easy. Um, sometimes breaking the inertia, as you put it, is is easier. You're motivated. Okay. I mean, look at Vince Carter. Okay, Toronto is. Toronto's a top 10 North American city. Yeah. He left it to go to
1: freaking New
0: Jersey. That's, that's like, no, I'm sorry. Like Toronto to New Jersey. That's like presidential suite at the Marriott. And then you're being downgraded to like Cisco's Airbnb and, Oh, my goodness. It's, it's not even close, right? But, but he just he couldn't wait to get out of Toronto. It was motivating for him. He wanted to dunk again. He wanted to be happy again. Get your main point. Just like Shawn Michaels lost his smile, Vince Carter lost his smile. And it took New Jersey to get his smile back. So when you talk about breaking the inertia, just, again, think about your own experiences. Some people like dusting off the CV. Some people like starting a new job. Um, think um, about first dates. Think of th- no, just okay. just think about first dates and how exciting they are when you're meeting someone. And you know again, not, back to saying. Chris Rock, you're not you're not you're not meeting someone on your first date. You're meeting their representative. They're putting on a brand new I, face. You're I'm not you're dressing saying. different. You're dressing different. I'll just finish by this. You're just yeah. so back to your job. You're even dressing different in your first year at a new job than you are the rest of the thirty years. You're just that jaded low level accountant, you know, that's, 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 that's been wearing the same thing for like the past 20 years, but I'm sure that guy wasn't the same thing. Uh, you know, was, wasn't looking the was looking at different part completely in his first one, two, three, four, five years. So breaking the inertia is empowering and it's motivating. So I can, one could argue that LeBron James switching teams, even coming back to Cleveland was maybe not maybe easier is the wrong word but motivating and he had reason well, to and he had yeah and, and it was it was uh it was a kick for him
1: well i wasn't arguing that it's that these guys didn't want to that they're doing something like when because when we say it's harder it doesn't mean that mm-hmm. i don't want to like no one's forced me i want to do it right and but what i'm saying like to use vince's example you brought up like he he wanted to yes because it was a really bad situation in toronto for him they weren't winning it wasn't fun like the the people like the management it wasn't fun he didn't think he was being heard okay the city it wasn't quite what it was like as it is now for the current raptors it wasn't like you look at the condos that they've built since then like that whole area there west of the skydome it didn't even exist like it's just he was the guy that helped bring in the uh the, the change of the regulation so you could order bottle service in a bar in a club now in toronto like before him you couldn't do that which was kind of dumbfounding i didn't realize that until watching the carter effect so um then going to new jersey like they had jason kidd that forget richard jefferson they were they, people were considering mm-hmm. him as like a legitimate i don't know if tile container is the right word like they were a threat they were gonna
0: well they did go yeah they went to the finals before Vince they arrived. did
1: yeah you're right they they thought that it's still way.
0: new jersey i mean new jersey new jersey would be the armpit suburb if it was part yeah. of toronto but it's you know, a quick access pre, pre-condos
1: it's quick access to New York. Like you there true. and go, true. you might even live in New York. I'm not sure, but, um, he, uh, but I'm just saying, so it's, yes, he, I was just disputing that, that first, the premise that, well, you know, you could make some mm-hmm. sense why the New Jersey nets at that period of time might have still been worthwhile, um, to go to, but he wanted to yes, but that's not really what, Yeah, I wasn't really arguing whether they'd want to or not. Cause clearly all these guys want to. Like that's why they're putting that effort in. I mean, the only person who I can think of who's doing things he did not necessarily want to might be Kyrie Irving, because I don't know uh, what he's doing, like just his choices, but um, mm-hmm. where he signs. But um, but uh, you yeah, I mean, you do touch on something that's kind of interesting. Like, because for some people, it might feel like it's so second nature that they're doing all this stuff that it doesn't feel like it's monumental effort. Like I using myself as an example. Like it it doesn't because i had already sort of become this i'd already now changed jobs a few times and and i went through a lot of interviews i mean it was never it never felt smooth sailing to me i always had to go through a ton of interviews for any job that i've got, like not for just for that place but i just faced a lot of different rejections so it's like it's become second nature to just keep applying and so for some people who are just sort of they face adversity they face different haters and and then they just sort of keep going and so lebron like is in that camp where he will He's motivated to always just perform, whether it's to find the best business deal, to find the best thing to endorse, to find the best team you want, piece of like business partner, all that stuff. Like he definitely is going to be driven. I'm just saying that uh, sticking with uh, the point about switching teams, like it just, uh, I think what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to bust a nose, bust a hole through the assumption that people are making that that guys yes. today like Anthony Davis um is the best example they go well yeah swipe right just move on just just move on to the next name. like they just gave up oh, on Durant
0: that. as well Kevin Durant
1: Durant, yeah Durant um that's he may not be the best argument um for my case because he left to go I, to the I, I'll actually thing. I'll actually help you out I think he, I think he fits perfectly okay tell me what's your uh, take on that
0: because because again. Um, the The framework was there for him to do whatever the f he wants to do, and that again, if you're a pro player, which I in am, Oklahoma, at Oklahoma, you mean, of the day,
1: pardon me, in Oklahoma, you mean the, f- the framework was there to do whatever he wants, you mean, in Oklahoma or in Golden State, you mean, yeah, both, both, okay, both,
0: okay. okay, both, um, both moves, yeah, and, and and for the next four or five moves he might make. I mean, this guy might have be mm. United Colors of Benetton okay. when it's all said and done. you know, playing for like 10 teams. I don't know. Okay. Okay. But but that's his prerogative. That's for him and his agent and okay. how he wants his legacy. He seems pretty confident. He's kind of a quiet-spoken guy, but I think behind the scenes, he just, you know, I'll, I'll do what I want. And I think that's very empowering. And you're right. I think if we are, if you and I here are talking about, let's let's break through conventional norms, then no, I think Kevin Durant, you, you have to take Kevin Durant on this journey. If you're going to include LeBron, Anthony Davis and, uh, and Kyrie Irving, you have to absolutely include Kevin Durant because in the, in, in, in the global sense of it all, um, he's just another way of, 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 he's another way of, Getting to one team to another, and okay. even if you think that the means in which he does that aren't exactly uh, noble, um, I think it's just a way of saying "too bad."
1: It's okay, but, so your pro think, player. You think it's so him going to Golden State from Oklahoma is harder than just staying in Oklahoma because pretty much for the same reasons you're thing I'm saying, like you know, you gotta, you have to engage have conversations figure out. I think
0: that was very hard you know what it's it's you know what maybe I'm gonna have to agree with you I think it was very hard for him to go to Golden State because now the expectation is okay you (laughs) you better you better beat LeBron in the finals or else um there's no room for error at that and then they had those you know they had a few tough series getting there there were some hiccups along the way and then you get to the finals where you know LeBron's calves are destroying Raptors and all these teams. And no, it's, yeah. it's, it's put up or shut up. So I think when it comes to that, the pressure was on him and, and you're right in that regard, um, it may have been harder. I think people forget that. Um, even coronations are hard to do. Um, okay. I don't know how much NFL football you follow, but they always say that because you, because this because there's only 16 games. Okay. Um, You have that, um, you have that buffer game where you're playing like the last place team in the division, but the following week might be a Monday night game and it's against the new England Patriots. And, you know, but, but a lot of teams do lose that game before the big game. And I think, um, yeah, exactly. And because NFL is really 90% preparation. I mean, you have one game a week and, you know, all you're doing is studying film and drilling all week. It's that much more pronounced, but I think this applies well to basketball. I mean, as soon as Kevin Durant signs to Golden State, everyone knows what's up. Everyone knows he's just there to – I mean, everyone assumes that Golden State's getting in because he's the LeBron beater. He knows he's coming in there as the LeBron killer. Um, that's all well and good. That might be everyone's role, but – everyone's still got to play their part. And I think people forget that this guy still had to put in the gym time. This guy still had to, you know, work cohesively with two other guys who are pretty ball happy. I mean, splitting that ball three ways between all those scores um, can't be easy. Can't be easy on Steve Kerr and his coaching staff. So
1: um, you're right. It was probably beginning, right? They didn't, it wasn't like immediate. They had to sort of know what their groove was. It's never as easy
0: as it appears. They just, they win championships because they're professionals at the end of the day, and they're they're the absolute yeah. top of their class. Exactly, yeah, but but you're right, and then it makes for and then people retroactively can write headlines saying that, oh well, yeah, Kevin Durant just went to Golden State to win an easy championship. I mean, we we all read those lazy headlines and like <laughs> lazy sound bites, um, but no, I'm with you on that. Um, it is hard to do what Kevin Durant did. <laughs>
1: Um yeah I think I, I yeah I I think that you've kind of convinced me about Kevin Durant. I think like I didn't think of him in that way. Like I was like oh, how the, did
0: you think how how did you think of him? I, Why did you think I he was, was a
1: bad fit to your narrative? Just because he um that team that Golden State team I mean 73 and 9 so dominant. It's an all-time team. It's not just like oh the best team in the league. No, it's going to be regarded it's certainly it's got to be the top five of different teams, like I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is how people consider it. So he left a team and he, his team, to go join that. He's like maybe the second best player in the league, third best, and second, mm-hmm. third, whatever. And he went to join them. So I, I was like, uh like that was generally speaking. I'm just like, yeah, just players go do what they want, and nothing's ever given. But uh, it was just a very unique circumstance that the second or third best player would play. For this all-time team, like maybe the yeah, the, the, that was it. That was like okay, but however, I think you reminded me of uh, a few different things that that um that kind of make sense. Um,
0: I think it's okay to be uncomfortable yeah. with him going to that team, but I'm sorry, we can't just make the rules as we go along. Yeah, he, yeah I agree. Um, I I, I I forget the I forget the I forget the framework on how the commissioner's office can veto trades, but okay. if if it made, if it passed that test yeah. and the numbers worked in terms of salary cap and all that, um, they can really do whatever they want. We, okay. Let's, um, if we're going to talk about easy way out and millennial grit, <laughs> did I just say Alexa for my Alexa to go off? Sorry, <laughs> <won't interrupt>. Alexa, <laughs> shut up. Um, so, um, Oh, just, just damn amazon killed my train of thought thank you jeff bezos um kevin durant right. will be um go ahead especially with this comeback right because now now he's kind of getting the scrutiny of kind of lebron did when he left miami it's like oh can kevin durant now win without his buddies out in golden state right so he's 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 getting the lebron treatment right now yeah while recovering from I mean, the only athlete that comes to mind that ever came back from a torn Achilles is um, is Dan Marino. And um, I can't think of a yeah. basketball player, but it's definitely going to be... Kind of, it's yeah. going to be a hell of an accomplishment if he comes back and plays anywhere near all-star level. But what sucks about sure. him is that he can't just play at an all-star level. He's he's, he's really got to win a championship. And no one wins a championship on their own, but I think that if he wins one with um, Kyrie Irving, yeah, people will then have to kind of muzzle what they've said before that, you know, this guy couldn't win one without, um, without Clay and Steph. So it'll be really so, interesting to see. Yeah, it. So cool. mm-hmm.
1: Okay. On that note, man, um, we'll wrap this one up. So thanks everyone. Nice thanks. Bro. Thanks everyone. Stick to your vision. Keep
0: the composition. Seen a lot of shame in the game. Seen a lot of pain with the Seen a lot of highs and lows, but that's just the way it like goes.
1: See my name written in the I have seen a lot of things in my life, i seen a lot of highs and lows, but that's just the way life go. Yo,
0: I grab the microphone, like a priest does a rosary, Jehovah